hi, Sarah. Hi, Jess. How are you doing on this lovely Saturday morning? Oh, I'm good. It's beautiful out. I'm really enjoying the nice weather, hoping for warmer weather this week, finally. I know. I'm about to take my dog on a walk as soon as we finish up, and I'm just excited to get outside. I can feel the sunshine through my windows as we speak. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> gosh, yeah. I, I'm ready. I'm ready for spring. Bring it on. Well, so quick intro, very brief blip for all of my listeners. This is my friend Sarah Steinhorn, and Sarah and I met in culinary school, actually, many, many years ago. (laughs) Um, But since then, I've been quite a fan of a hobby that I've seen you pick up that I would like to talk to you about today. (laughs) Awesome. And I'm more than happy to talk about it. Which is so, why I'm here. <laughs> Will you give me just a brief summary of what exactly it is that I'm talking about? Uh, so I am a, a hobby aerialist. Um, I actually, it, it's really just something I do for fun, kind of to keep myself sane. I haven't been able to really do it fully during the pandemic, um, you know, along with pretty much everything else. <laughs> um <laughs> But it's it's something that I just really like doing for myself. It keeps me in really good physical shape. And I also just like I love performing on it when given the opportunity. But I have a whole lot of um, friends and classmates who don't have any desire to perform and just like doing it for fun um, and to get themselves moving um, and, you know, gain literally a new perspective, get upside down a little bit. <laughs> That's you know that I've I've been wanting to get into it. I've been. Of course, the pandemic hit at the worst time because I was finally like getting time and availability to check it out, and then all of a sudden everything's closed down. (laughs) Well, I'll get you to a class ASAP once things open up. So before we get deeper into it, I like to do a little icebreaker with all of my guests at the beginning of the episode just to kind of chat a little bit, and I did send you a prompt for what my icebreaker would be, so you've had some time to Mm -hmm. think on it. But if you could live in any fictional universe, which universe would you live in? So I totally want to just like go the easy route and say Harry Potter as a true millennial, but I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to pick something different um, because that's just like way too easy. I'm going to say the universe um, that his dark materials books take place in um like you know the golden compass and book of dust trilogies um because i really like the idea of demons like having this little animal that is always always with you and is like this extension of yourself it's this like supposed to be this manifestation of your inner self um, and they can like they have human cognition and they can talk with you and everything. And I just can't even tell you the number of times I look in my dog's eyes and I'm just like, oh, yeah. I really wish you could talk to me. <laughs> so I'm gonna I go with that, that all one. The time. That's yeah. that's a very very good one. Thank you. <laughs> very well thought out too. Damn, I'm just like, yeah, I would live in the universe like the the future that Back to the Future created, like the good oh my one. God. <laughs> With, like, the hoverboards and the flying cars. That's much, much cooler. Okay. (laughs) I just want want to be able to talk to my dog. (laughs) (laughs) But so now that we're all loosened up, now that we've had that fun little icebreaker, um, what would you say is your background with aerial performing? Like, I want the who is Sarah. Um, All right. So I'll get into it. So I feel (laughs) like I kind of have to, like, jump back to – having just graduated college. Um, I graduated in 2014. So it's been a little while, not like super long time, but it's been a little while. Um, And I got my degree in cognitive science and was considering grad school and everything and decided that that was not the right move. Um, And it was just like, I I was totally burnt out from being in school for so many years consecutively. Um, And so I got a job in sales and marketing at this like tiny chocolate company. It turned out to be God awful. Oh my God. It was terrible. (laughs) My boss was absolutely insane. Um, Definitely like committing some kind of fraud or something. Like she was (laughs) 
oh my God, she was nuts. Um, but I quit that job after six months um, and went to culinary school, which is where we met, which is super yes. fun. Um, and yeah, you were, I don't remember, you were like just a couple level, I think like two levels ahead of me or something. Friendship blossomed in the locker room. <laughs> That's, yeah, where all the best friendships form. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, I did, you know, had culinary school and then got a job, uh, in restaurants and I was working in restaurants for several years before deciding I needed something with a little bit more, uh, I guess, I don't know, stability maybe is the right word. Um, you know, just like healthcare, pay yeah. more standard hours or more like, you know, a more set yeah. schedule, <laughs> you know. I um, completely understand. Yeah. So I moved into food and beverage sales, and I worked with this fabulous company for a few years after that. So I worked in both um, both culinary and pastry, uh, which was really cool. But yeah, I needed something more stable and moved into the food and beverage sales. The company I worked for, I'm going to do a really quick plug for them, Five Acre Farms. If you are in like the Metro New York area, they are amazing and they have, um, it's all local products working with like small local family owned farms, um, making all of their products available in grocery stores. And they have what I think is the absolute best buttermilk I have ever had. I think we get this. I think we carry this. Oh my gosh. If you do, like, it's entirely possible that you do because every single chef that I have given this buttermilk to, because I, I talk it up really a lot, but like, I feel it's not very all confident that fantastic. I see this label all the time. It's possible. It has like kind of an orange E, like yellowy orangey cap. Um, and I think the label has a similar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I Googled. I'm looking right at it. And I'm like, I've definitely, yeah. I'm pretty sure that this is what we get for like us to use when we do charcuterie oh and stuff. That makes me so happy to hear. It is like the best buttermilk on the planet. It is one of the only full fat buttermilks. I am obsessed with it. And I'm somebody who <laughs> drank buttermilk straight as a kid. So trust me on this. So you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so yeah, they're just, they're wonderful. The owners of the company are fantastic. So Sorry for that really quick plug for no, them. No, don't like, apologize. I, yeah, I am not. I'm not with them anymore. They had to let me go at the beginning of the pandemic, which was really, really tough. Um, yeah, you know, like me and how many millions of others <laughs> out <Seriously>. of a job. <laughs> um, but yeah, they are they are fantastic. So if you can find their products, go support them because they are wonderful people and they're doing a wonderful thing and the product is fantastic. Okay, <sighs> done with that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, you know, I did that and then I got a let go at the beginning of the pandemic and, um, and I kind of didn't really know what to do. Um, couldn't practice my aerial acrobatics like the way that I wanted to. And I ended up, I'm actually now working towards, uh, getting a master's in speech language pathology. So I'm in school for that now. And That's I amazing. launched some, yeah, it's been great. Launched some <laughs> kids cooking classes over the summer, which went really, really well. They were all virtual um, just because, you know, summer camps weren't a thing. Um, but like really through all of this since 2014, um, like with all of these changes, which has been like, there have been a lot of changes. The one constant that I have had has been aerial arts. Um, and it has just been, I don't know, like, I mean, I want to say life-saving in some sense. Um, it has provided me with an incredible outlet, an incredible, introduced me to this incredible community. It's like a pretty small community, the circus and aerial arts community in the, in New York City, you know, everybody knows each other. Um, and so, you know, I've kind of, I've become part of this community and it's been this amazing, amazing outlet for stress and creativity. Um, it's been a great way to get my body moving, um, keep me in shape. And also I'm, uh, I am a performer through and through. I <laughs> love entertaining people. I <laughs> did theater since I was a kid and everything. And this has just provided me, um, opportunities to perform that I wouldn't have had otherwise and didn't know that I would get in my adult life. Um, so it's just, I mean, all around it has been 
kind of, you know, it reigns supreme in my life for sure. Uh, it is like one of my absolute favorite things to do, hands down. It is so much fun. And there's like, you are never done learning, um, which is part of what I love about it. It's just like, there is always something new to work on. Absolutely always something new. Um, and you, you get to know people in the classes and it's, you know, people who are really, really, really good at it. Um, it's, they're, they're always really fun to watch, um, but also are like really willing to talk about how they got to where they are and, you know, what their training has um, entailed. And, um, and it's just, you know, it's really welcoming. It's really open and it's wonderfully supportive. And it's just, yeah, i I could go on and on about. <laughs> I love that though. Cause that's, yeah. I feel like you can only really go on and on about something like that when you feel so passionate about it and when you love it so much. So that's so like refreshing to hear. I love that shit. I love when people are just like, that's like how I talk about food. You know, yeah. like when, if you get me started on like what it's like to host a dinner party, I will not shut the <laughs> fuck up. So I get that. Yeah. Um, but so were you, active in like dance or cheer as like a child did you did you do gymnastics or like where did this come from yeah so that's kind of a funny story um I basically I have like always been a huge fan of the circus um every year when I was growing up my family would go to Ringling Brothers um and I've actually we always would get a program and everything we have them all in my parents' basement still. Oh it's God. fun to, yeah, it is so <laughs> much fun to pull them out and look through because this is like, you know, this is circus from the 90s. Like this is, it. Like prime circus. I don't know, kids, yeah, seriously. I don't know, maybe would kids these days call that vintage? I don't know. I don't want to call my childhood vintage. No, I don't <laughs> But here I am. Um, so, yeah, we've got all of these old, old programs, and it's just, like, amazing to see. You know, like, that's when they had human cannonball and all of that. Yeah, yeah. I just thought <laughs> that the aerialists um, – and there is – I'll tell you about the one in particular, but, like, aerialists, I just thought they were the most dazzling and spectacular, glamorous things I had ever seen. And I was just completely transfixed. So it's always been something that I've been – absolutely fascinated about the one um in particular that always grabbed me more than others as a kid was I don't know if you've ever seen this but um there are some people who have mastered this crazy art of hanging from their hair <gasps> I've seen from the skin but I've never seen oh, from the hair. Oh, the skin creeps me out so yeah. much. Oh my god! But I've never People seen the hair. Like hooks. Oh no, that creeps me out so much. Uh, yeah, yeah. I had hair. to unfollow Dave Navarro on Instagram. Oh god. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's creepy. I can't do that. <laughs> but no, I've never seen the hair before. Oh my god, it's incredible. So like, I there was one of the I'd have to find it, but one of the programs that we have, I think, detailed the hair hanger that they had. Um, on staff at the time and kind of her routine of preparing to perform her act. Um, and it's just like, she, you know, you have to take really good care of your hair for this. And I don't know how they do it, but they have to like somehow wind their hair into a bun that can like be, have a carabiner clipped into it. Wow. I, I don't really know how to explain it better than that. Um, and then they hang from their hair and they'll be from, you know, a swivel point and be twirling around and like doing all of these crazy things and like splits and like beautiful fluid movement all while dangling from their hair. Um, and I that think insane. it's wild that is the to watch. <laughs> it's so cool. I have never looked into doing it. There is one person that I know who does it um, and I have not asked any questions uh I or I haven't asked her any questions about that um and feel like I maybe need to because it is something that has truly fascinated me since I was I don't know five years old or something um <laughs> so a good while oh yeah good while um so that one that in particular I just thought was the coolest thing I had ever seen um 
And so I was also, I was a really active kid. I played lots of sports. Um, I was on, uh, played soccer for a long time. I um, I played field hockey when I was a little bit older, which actually I'm coaching right now, which is fun. Um, and I did track and field, pole vaulting. Like I was really, really active. Um, and I did gymnastics for around two years. And then my mom made me quit and continue with piano lessons instead, which I hated. And I am still salty about all of it. (laughs) (laughs) It's the thing you bring Uh, up at dinner is like, well, remember. Oh yeah, absolutely. And she's just like, Sarah, are you ever going to drop this? And I'm like, probably not. (laughs) No, never, never, ever. I I, I don't think I'm ever going to drop this mom. Um, You made me quit gymnastics and I was doing, I was so good. Yeah, I was doing well, which like, I think that was the part of it. It kind of freaked her out. She was like, oh my God, she's going to get really, really injured. Piano is safer. (laughs) Indeed it is. Yeah. And way more boring. Um, Sorry, no offense to anyone who plays piano. (laughs) It's a beautiful instrument, but not for me. Um, So, yeah, I was super salty about that. And I was, I don't know, I was um, maybe like 10, maybe 11 or something when she made me quit. Um, and so uh, there were like a couple of years there where I was just like playing, you know, team sports and everything. Um, and then I, when I was 15, I went to a performing arts summer camp. Um, shout out to French Woods. Uh good stuff there and they have this unbelievable children's circus that they have organized there and I knew this ahead of time um going to the camp and I was really excited about it and my mom kept on being like Sarah please don't like please don't try out for the circus please don't add like just do the musicals you'll have fun with that (laughs) that'll be enough and I was like "Uh uh okay mom and it was a sleepaway camp so as soon as she was gone I was like all right let's go circus um (laughs) naturally yeah exactly of course like you tell your 15 year old you know like don't do this thing that you think looks really fun and then you leave them alone what do you expect them to do of course isn't it like a thing too like running away and joining the circus yeah like isn't that a thing that every kid thinks about at least once or twice oh absolutely and I have like very seriously considered it in my adult life now (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, so I was like, I, you know, decided I was like, this is super cool. They have this amazing circus and it's like, it's truly incredible. They have this outdoor covered pavilion, but the sides are completely open. They have two full flying trapeze rigs set up. They have like countless rigging points um, on these really, really high ceilings that they have. Um, it's just like this incredible setup and they put on multiple shows every summer. Um, and I just like, I was dying to be a part of it. So I tried out and I got put in this act that it was called Spanish Web, which at the time I was like, I have no idea what the hell that is. Like, what is a Spanish Web? Um, (laughs) And I thought it was like going to literally be like, look like a spider's web or something. Um, (laughs) It was not. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Um, (laughs) It was not that. Um, It was, it's really, it's a rope that has, um, basically a loop that you can secure your hand or foot in somewhere near the top of it and the the rope gets spinned while you are climbing it and doing all of these it, it gets spinned spun jesus who english is hard <laughs> um yeah so they spin it while you're doing all of these tricks and there's like it's somebody on the ground who is spinning it around um and it's it's super cool if you look up like any kind of a spanish web fast spin videos um you'll just be like oh my god how do people not hurl doing that (laughs) um it's yeah you get used to the spinning um which is kind of present with most aerial apparatuses um but yeah so I got put into that act and just like totally fell in love with it I thought it was so much fun I loved performing on it Um, but there was this one act in particular that I saw other people doing, which I knew was a little bit more of a challenging act. And, um, I also just thought it was absolutely beautiful. And I knew that they placed, um, basically the best people from tryouts into that act. And I was like, that is what I'm doing next summer. Um, (laughs) and I went back to the camp the next summer and I 
tried out for the circus again and they um they knew me this time around and what I was capable of and did place me in the act, which was silks, which has like a million different names. There's like it's silks, aerial silks, tissue, fabric. There are like so many different names for it. Um, but it's basically like, you know, looks like two billowy silky curtains and you climb up them and you can split the two, um, pieces of fabric tie your feet up in them do all sorts of like roll downs and tricks and everything and that was like that was really my first aerial love like I fell in love with that apparatus I thought it was so beautiful um and, and it is um and I just thought you could do the coolest things on it and so I talked to the um head of the circus at the camp and I was like I need to find a way to do this during the school year. Like I need this in my life. Um, and he pointed me in the direction of um, a lovely woman in New York city. Her name is Laura Whitwer. Um, and if you want to find any information on her, all of her, um, I think like Instagram and her business and everything is sassy pants, Ariel. Um, and she is just lovely. And I took, Ended up, um, you know, my parents were on board with it, which was it took a little bit, of, uh, a little bit of force getting my mom on board with this <laughs> one, um, and she got there. Um, and my dad then we so we got in contact with Laura, and um, my dad then started driving me into Brooklyn on weekends for private lessons with her, and that was um, for my like junior and senior year of high school. Um, so I was doing that on weekends um, and just was so glad to be able to continue doing it, uh, not during the summer. Um, and then I went to college and did not do any aerial. <laughs> um, I went to Franklin and Marshall College, which is a small liberal arts school in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So like literally the heart of Amish country. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There was nowhere to do aerial acrobatics in Amish country. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, so as soon as I finished up college and moved to New York City, um, I sent Laura an email and I was like, hi, I'm living in this neighborhood. Can you recommend a good place for me to go and continue practicing aerial? And she immediately wrote back and was like, hi, yes, absolutely. So there's this one place, which I don't recommend as much, um, which is, I'm, I'm not going to name that place um, because <laughs> I've also been there and I think it's just fine. Um, <laughs> but, you know, she was like, oh, you know, I wouldn't recommend this place as strongly or this one or whatever. But like, I would really, really, really strongly recommend looking at Aerial Arts NYC. So I looked online, I read up on the instructors there, and just like everyone seemed really skilled with tons of experience, um, the space looked good. And so I went to my first class uh, that fall while I was working at the terrible chocolate company with the crazy boss. <laughs> um, and it's like, honestly, it's like the rest is history. I have been going there. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> not so much recently. But like um, I was going there, you know, basically a minimum of three times a week, every single week. Um, I worked as a work study. Um, so I was helping out with um, just like administrative stuff at the desk and checking people in for classes, which also helped to pay for class, which is awesome. Oh, that is awesome. Um, yeah. And then I and just um, I, that, that has been my aerial home for the last, oh God, how many years is that now? Um, in what, October, November of this year, it will, oh my God, it will be seven years. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's a long time. That's a really long time. <laughs> um, cool. So yeah. And it's just been like, I absolutely love it. I know all of the instructors there, there are so many good training spaces in the city, but um, this one has just been my favorite. I have felt so welcomed and so encouraged. I have made such huge strides um, with the guidance of many instructors, but like definitely I think there have been like two in particular, maybe like two or three in particular that I have just um, worked more closely with and gotten the most from. 
working with them. Um, but it's just like, I, I've been able to do things I never thought I would be able to do, like really, truly never thought I would be able to do. Um, and, and it's just like, it makes me want more. Like I am so hungry for more. I'm like, all right, cool. I've got that now let's get on. Like what's the next hardest thing that I can accomplish. And it's just, it's really, really fun to also be in this environment where a lot of people are like that there. And of course, you know, people are having a lot of fun, but people are, you know, they're, they take it seriously. They, they stand and listen carefully and um, work hard and ask each other questions about, you know, like, well, when you were trying to get this, what helped make it click for you? And it's just, I, yeah, I absolutely love the space. And I, cannot wait for May when they are able to reopen. They actually had to change locations, which is a little bit of a bummer because it's been at the same location for uh, going on 10 years. Oh, that Um, does suck. Yeah, and it was pandemic-related. But I've heard really good things about the new space. I haven't actually gotten to see it myself, um, but they've got me back on the work-study schedule, so... I'll be in there come May and I'm really, really excited to see what they've set up and how everything's going to work going forward. Um, but yeah, I am like, I am just really itching for me to come <laughs> around and to get back in the air. <laughs> I, you know that I've been wanting to dabble for a long time, as I mentioned earlier, and mm-hmm. I, this sounds like the greatest excuse for me to go check out yeah. new space. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think this, uh, the new space, it's possible. I mean, I'm expecting it to have high ceilings because that was one of the really big pulls that aerial arts had was that it had higher ceilings than a lot. Uh, I mean, I say a lot, I'm almost actually want to say all of the Manhattan aerial gyms. I'm trying to think it's possible. Uh, I don't know if so there's trapeze school of New York, but I'm actually not entirely sure that is that might be West Side of Manhattan. I haven't actually trapeze been there. School. Yeah, so Trapeze School of New York is also really cool. They're the ones that run the outdoor flying trapeze at Chelsea Piers during the summer. Okay. Yeah, which I also have yet to go to. Um, yeah, which is I kind do of that. silly. Um, girl, come with me. Okay, come let's go. Come with me. Let's, let's go. go. <laughs> I have been dying to go and like I keep asking like my best friends. I'm like, guys, come to the trap, come do trapeze with me. And they're all like, know that that's for me (laughs) I would love that I that's one of those things where like I so I was not like a big circus kid because like I have a clown thing which is just a thing but I love like the concept of the circus when I was younger like I used to go I feel like I still have like passes I think I have like a lifetime pass or something not that that is any good now because they're closed um something like that and then I remember my parents took me to Vegas for my 21st birthday and then we went and saw a Cirque du Soleil show and I was (gasps) just like I want to do this oh my god I know like because (gasps) I'm also like a big I like to perform Mm -hmm. um yep but I I also oh my god actually no it wasn't even Cirque du Soleil in Vegas because I went so I went to China um in like 2009 Oh, and man. <laughs> when I was in China, one of the things that we did was we went to this like dumpling house and there was this entire like acrobatic performance on the stage. And it was just oh, like God. the most intense thing I had oh, ever, yeah. I can, out of the everything train. I did in China, that's the one thing that I remember the most clear. Like that's, oh, my that's God. my most clear memory from that entire summer. Oh my gosh. Was yeah, that performance. That's really funny. Yeah. They, I, the, the the tiny Chinese girls who uh, do acrobatics and everything like contortionists and everything, they are unbelievable. Um, I mean, and I know that they have been like trained since a really, really, really young age and everything. And their training is really intense, but like what they're able to do with their bodies is unreal. It's insane. I'm just like, how, how can a human body comfortably do that? You make well, it look so easy. One of the pla- – so before the show, like, one of the places we went to was, like, the school where the performers came from. So we got to see, like, all of their studios oh and, like, all their, like, practice spaces and stuff like that. And it was, like, a tour and they tell you, like, this is what – like, you're saying, like, this is the regimen that they go through. Like, they're yeah. here. They came here when they were, like, f- like this 
I don't want to say it was like boarding school esque, but like some of them would like start their training at like four and mm-hmm. would like live on premises. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's totally the case. And I think I don't remember. I think I maybe saw a documentary on this or something that was like either it was it was either training to be contortionists and acrobatic um, and you know acrobatic performers, or it had something to do with like training to make like the Chinese gym, national like gymnastics team or something like that. I don't remember, um, but just like watching the training that these like tiny little munchkins are doing, I was just like, oh my God, I couldn't even dream of doing that. And you're like six. <laughs> right. Here's me at like upwards of almost five, eight. And I'm like, I, yeah, for sure I could fit in my luggage. Right. Exactly. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but it's, I mean, it's really impressive. And it's also like, I also like hearing that the kids, do like they enjoy it they're like yeah I love doing this like it gives me a thrill and everything I'm like okay cool cool good I'm glad like you don't like you're at least not saying you're being like forced into anything like I like I right right you perform perform beautifully and I want you to enjoy it (laughs) yeah exactly exactly yeah and it's I mean yeah they're I mean they yeah it's like China and if you want really really crazy contortion Mongolia like they Mongolian contortion is like whole other level. I have a couple of um, coaches that I've worked with in New York um, who, I'm trying to remember, I think one, um, yeah, I think one of them, where is he from? I think one, I think Nobu is from China. Is he, no, Nobu is from Japan. Nobu is from Japan. Okay. And then Kazu is Mongolian. Uh, I don't want to get that wrong. Um but they both train in Mongolian contortion and they are so yeah they, they and they'll do like a duo act occasionally but they're like incredible and also intense but incredible coaches and just like amazing performers they like make the hardest things look so simple they'll just like be in this crazy like bent handstand with their feet like pointing in like 20 directions. I mean, I know that's not possible. You only have two feet, (laughs) you know, you know what I mean? And then they'll just like, and then they'll lift one of their hands off the ground and make it look like it's just floating up. And I'm like, effortless. Yeah. How on earth earth do you do that? Yeah. But I know that they're both like really trained in Mongolian contortion and it's like super intense and like super extreme and it's, but it's super cool. Um, yeah, it's it's fun to watch. And I also had an experience like with seeing I think it was Cirque du Soleil and they had these like little girls doing um, the contortion act and bal- and acrobatics and like balancing on each other. So basically it was like contortion hand balancing acrobatics. Um, and I saw that and I was like pretty young also. And it's like I was like, oh, my God, how do I do that? Yeah. 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 So I feel that. Uh, <laughs> So speaking of performing and you being a performer, do you have like a favorite apparatus or like trick right now Ooh, that you're excited yeah. about? So I don't know that I necessarily have a favorite trick right now. I feel like I actually, uh, through not having practiced in a while um, or well, not being able to practice in a while, have probably lost um, some skills that I had before the pandemic. Um, but I definitely have a favorite apparatus to perform on. Um, so, you know, I said that like aerial silks was like my first love. Um, yeah. Yeah. Totally. My first aerial love. I still love performing on it and everything, but I, I don't know how many years ago this was now, probably like, oh my God, it may have already been like three or four, it may have been like four years ago or something. Jeez. Time flies. Um, but I love Lyra, which is also aerial hoop. Um, and I really like it, a single point one. So like you can see, um, it's just basically like looks like a big metal hula hoop uh, suspended yes. from a rope. Um, That's but, my favorite. Yeah, yeah, that one is my absolute favorite apparatus. I really only do single point. So it only has one attachment point on the, just at the, the top of the hoop. There are some that have um, two attachment points um, and those will be near the top of the hoop. And then there's something also that's like tippy hoop or something like that. I don't know. That's what I've heard it called where the attachment points are right on either side of the hoop. So it can kind of like 
tip um, and be horizontal instead of vertical while you're in it. Um, so how yeah, does which is kind of interesting? How does the two attachment points at the top change what the hoop does? So it makes um, it changes the way that your weight is distributed. So basically, oh. if you have the one attachment point um, and you go to and like you are doing something on one side of the hoop, um, the hoop is going to it's it's going to tip in that direction. Um, you know where your weight is. Um, if you think about it, like right, physics, right. whatever that makes sense. Um, and then with two attachment points, it's like a lot, it doesn't have quite as much movement side to side that way. Um, and there are different things that, there are basically different skills that you can do on each one. And I just like, I have more training um, with the single point instead of the double point. Um, and I also just like a lot of the skills that I have learned, um, I think work better on the single point. And I just... I don't know. I like playing with it a little bit more that way because it also, um, with the double point, you can't bring those ropes together. Um, they are like really, truly stuck in that kind of a triangle position from their attachment points. Um, gotcha. And with a single rope, it also, you know, that kind of mimics silks or a rope or something. So you can kind of do some tricks like that with it, which I'm also familiar with from my past experience with both uh, working on a rope and silks so you can kind of combine things translate different uh climbs or tricks and everything from one apparatus to the other and just get creative with it um and yeah I I really the Lyra is just yeah it is my absolute favorite and part of that is because I am my legs aren't super flexible like I can I can fake a split. I can't do, I mean, I haven't tried in a little while, but last time I tried, I still didn't have a full split on the ground, <laughs> which yeah, is been really a annoying. Years for me. Oh, man. It is, yeah, it has been like the bane of my existence. I, my splits are the absolute worst. It really doesn't help that I have like pulled a hamstring twice, um, had a terrible groin injury from playing field hockey in college, <laughs> like all kinds of things working against me and splits. Um, but with the Lyra, I can really showcase my back, which is very bendy. <laughs> yes, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. So that is way better for me. I get to highlight um, – highlight my flexibility much more easily than I can on silks. So I think that's probably one of the reasons that I uh, like performing on it a little bit more. Um, I also think that there are, there are fewer transitions. So with silks, there's like a lot of setup that you have to do for tricks, which you can make like absolutely can be beautiful and graceful um, and spectacular, but like it's all set up for like a big drop or something. Right. Um, whereas with the Lyra, I feel like I am constantly like in these transitions and movements and like climbing around this apparatus. And it just like, it's, um, I don't know. It It's just like, it's really dynamic and I just, I love it. And it's really funny. I didn't think that I was going to love Lyra because I actually had an opportunity to um, work on Lyra at the camp that I went to. Um, and I was like, mm, no, I really want to do silks. Like that doesn't, that doesn't look as fun. Um, I don't think I want to do that. And now here I am. And I'm like, no, no, I think Lyra is totally my favorite. <laughs> so when you do perform, do you perform like through your, I, would you call it a school? I don't, a gym? Um, I, I usually, yeah, I usually refer to it as a gym. A um, gym? Do you like perform yeah. through your gym or do you perform outside? Like do you go on other projects? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, I both. Um, I have done a number of performances. So one of the cool things that um, Aerial Arts NYC has is they've got these, they're called IAWs, Intensive Aerial Workshops. Um, and there are some base requirements for if you're going to sign up for one of them. 
um, and they are eight weeks long, and it's like they they have um, I think it's twelve I think twelve person capacity, um, and there are three different instructors. Each instructor teaches two different or works with people on two different apparatuses. Um, so you can sign up, like, let's say um, I was signing up for uh, Elizabeth's Silks workshop. I would have eight weeks of relatively private instruction on Silks working with Elizabeth to create a piece that would then get performed at the end of the eight weeks. Um, and so, and there would be like one other person who would be working on silks with Elizabeth and then she would maybe also have two people working on rope um and then you know each each of the other two instructors would have the same kind of setup um but those are really really cool and that was I actually did my first IAW when um when I was in culinary school um and oh god I don't know who was my oh yeah it was Brenna she doesn't teach at aerial arts anymore that's fine she's at body and pole and she's at a couple at home factory yeah she's great um but yeah I did my first IW on silks through uh aerial arts obviously I told just told you that the IWs are their thing <laughs> um and like that was a, a really nice way to kind of get reintroduced into choreography and performing um and so it was like i built up to this performance with like you have to have a certain a certain base of skills if you're going to sign up for the IW um and it's usually if you're not sure that you can fulfill those prerequisites um it's always good to ask the instructor that you you know whatever instructor you've been working most closely with in regular classes um like do you think I would be okay doing the IAW and they'll be like you know, either, yeah, totally, I think you can do it, or be like, uh, you know, maybe, like, get a little bit more practice and a little under your belt, a little bit more strength, and then you can do it. Um, and they're really, really good about that. They uh, Safety is, like, really always the number one concern, um, so they're not going to just tell you that you can do something if they don't actually think you can do it. Um, I love that. I yeah, need just, someone like that. I'm that yeah. person that's like, I no, why wouldn't I be able to do it? Yeah, I'm so gonna try it. <laughs> totally got this. Um, but yeah, so they're they're really good about that. And so I actually asked one of my instructors, I was like, I really want to perform. Like, do you think I would be okay? And they were like, Yeah, absolutely, go for it. So I signed up. Um, and then uh Brenna, who is my instructor for the workshop, um worked with me over the course of eight weeks to um, pick a song, help me sequence tricks, um, because that was also something that I like didn't have a ton of experience with at that point, because um, this was back in 2015, yeah, um, just like creating those smooth transitions, and then, um, you know, I think I already said picking music for it and all of that, but yeah, she's, you know, gave her opinion on everything every step of the way, um, and helped me put together my first piece. So that was like my first choreographed piece um, that I got to perform for family and friends because they have the, the um, show, the workshop showcase um, is, you know, it's like $10 admission or something and they'll fill up the gym and they make a nice backdrop and have great lighting for it and everything. Um, and they have one of the instructors, MC, um, and it's, yeah, it, always a load of fun. So that was, I've done a few of those. I did the one on silks. I've done two on Lyra. Um, and then I kind of, I haven't done one of those in a while just because I haven't needed that instruction um, in order to choreograph pieces. Um, I'm able to do that on my own now. Um, and they're, you know, they're not, they're not super cheap. Um, so if I don't need that, um, if I don't really need that instruction, I shouldn't be paying for it. <laughs> yeah, I feel um, that. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of go off on my own now, but uh, Aerial Arts also has just some student showcases. Um, so not just the workshops where any current students who have a piece that they'd like to perform can submit to the showcase. Um, oh, that's yeah. fun. And they'll, and then they'll, 
release the list, you know, on whatever the specified date is. Yeah. And they'll be like, all right, these are our performers for the showcase. Congratulations. Thank you for your submissions. And, and then you basically, um, you know, finish up your piece and perform. And it's like, that's all on your own time. You don't have to pay for that one. Um, just because you're not getting this individualized instruction. Um, so I've done a few of their showcases and then I've also done, so I mentioned, yeah, Laura Whitwer earlier, Sassy Pants. I did um, a showcase with her a number of years ago. I did a partner act, which was really fun. Um, it is the one and only partner act I have ever done. It was my with my friend Amy. Um, and we were, oh gosh, what was it? We were um, pageant queens fighting over a crown. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. <laughs> It was super campy, lots of glitter involved. It was, oh my God, yeah, it was really, really silly. I don't know. I think I have the video of that somewhere still. I hope I do. Um, But yeah, so I've done that. And that was at Streb, which is in Williamsburg. Um, And then I've also performed at the Slipper Room. Um, which was a load of fun. Oh my gosh. And that was also actually organized through um, the same person that I had my first workshop with, Brenna. Um, She put together this show. It's called Let Them Eat Cake. Uh, And she has had so many. Oh yeah. She has had so (laughs) many iterations of it. So they all, all of the in-person ones were, um, they were at the slipper room before the pandemic. And then she actually moved it to virtual performances and like has a whole bunch of, she'll have like uh, aerialists and pole dancers and uh, like anyone who's like contortionist or something. There have been burlesque routines and it's just (gasps) like, it's, oh my gosh. Yeah. It is a load of fun and it is very much not G-rated, um, uh, PG-13. No, no, it's R. That stuff's R. <laughs> so kids, not for you. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but they're really, really fun. Um, and it's just like they'll have uh, – you can follow them on Instagram. I think they're L-T-E Cake NYC, okay. I think. I'd have to check. Um, but yeah, let them eat cake and they're on Instagram and they like post about all of their, um, all of their shows and it's donation based. Um, so is tipping and everything. And they're really wonderful about organizing it and making sure all tips get to the right performers. Um, and it's just kind of incredible how they've continued giving people the opportunity to perform throughout the pandemic. Um, And I unfortunately have not been able to perform for another Let Them Eat Cake during the pandemic. I only got to do the one at the slipper room, um, which was I did it to It's Raining Men and unleashed an umbrella full of confetti. It was, oh my God, it was, yeah, a load of fun. Oh my God. (laughs) So much fun. Um, And I was like, are you sure this is okay? Like I can, I can let all this like glitter and confetti rain down and everything. And they were like, absolutely guarantee you there have been worse things on this stage. (laughs) So I was like, great, let's do it. And it was, yeah, so much fun. Um, But yeah, they've just like continued doing it throughout the pandemic. And like a lot of people have, um, have gotten rigs in their homes and, or like have stuff in their backyard or something or have access to a space. And I just like, haven't had any of that, which is a bummer, but it's okay. Um, we're we're getting there. We'll we'll get back to it. Um, and so yeah, I performed Slipper Room, and then also what was it last year? Yeah, last January. So before everything went to shit, um, I got to perform in oh god, shoot, what's the place called? Sony Hall, um, over in Times Square. Uh, there is this um, ukulele virtuoso from. Hawaii um and she was looking for uh someone on Lyra to accompany one of her pieces and (gasps) she hired me to do it and it was just so much fun and so that was like my my first paid gig um but it was it was 
awesome. Um, and I actually had to like bring my own lira across town because I do have my own apparatus and everything. I just don't have anywhere to hang it right now. Uh, um, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, but like I had to, I lugged it across town and everything, and had to set it up in there myself. And I had a whole bunch of friends come, and it was just like it was really really fun. Um, but yeah, those are like I. So I've done both um, performances with gyms um that are like more for students and everything and then a little bit more professional so it's yeah it's been a little bit of both um and I don't know I just kind of take whatever opportunity I can get to perform um and it's you know it's really it's not about the money for me um this is just something that I love doing and makes me happy and the fact that I can perform it for other people and provide them with some form of enjoyment just like makes me even happier I definitely enjoy watching whenever you post videos of you doing it or like when you would post pictures and stuff I swear I would just stare at them I'm so fascinated and I'm so excited to watch you you know I'm gonna be at the next time you perform right <gasps> yes absolutely oh like my god friends I'm banking on it <laughs> <laughs> see me there um yeah. and then so the only two questions I guess well it can really only be one question but the last <laughs> fully formed question that I have for you is are there any like misconceptions or things that you wish you had known that you know now or like any tips or advice for anyone who wants to get into doing aerial acrobatics um yeah that's a really good question I'm trying to think if I had any like misconceptions um I don't know that I necessarily had, like, I don't think that there was anything that I wish I had known because I also, you know, I had this experience with acrobatics so early in my right. life. Like I got started on this stuff when I was 15 years old and was exposed to it, you know, for much, much longer than that. Um, so I think I kind of like under, I, I think I really understood what I was getting myself into and what it entailed. Um, but I think probably one of the biggest misconceptions that I hear from people who express some interest in trying out Ariel or, um, you know, now or in the future or whatever, the number one thing I always hear is just like, you know, it looks like so much fun, but I think I need to get a little bit stronger. I need to get more upper body strength before I try it out. That is like the number one thing I hear. And let me tell you, you can have zero upper body strength and start doing this. That is what the beginner level classes are for. Like when they say beginner level silks or whatever, like they really truly mean beginner level. You can have had no experience with anything in the air, any kind of gymnastics, whatever, like no experience with any of that and be absolutely fine in the class and the classes are actually how you get that upper body strength so if you like keep putting it off if you're just like uh I don't think I'm strong enough to do that scratch that just go see how it feels keep doing it and the upper body strength will come and like if this makes you or anybody feel any better when I started up again after college I could not do a single pull-up, which was really frustrating for me because I had been able to do them earlier in life. But yeah. I also was like, had my post-college chub going on and, <laughs> you know, it was um, a little bit different. And I also was like, I was not in aerial shape. I wasn't super strong yet. Um, and so I could I could not do a single pull-up then. And this was like, like seven-ish years ago now. Um, and now I'm like, I, I have five easy, easy, <laughs> like on a good day, I'm up to 10, but damn. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. Is, yeah, it's a, a little bit more than zero. <laughs> um, I see you. I see you. Yeah. But you know, that's all, that's all hard work and consistency and everything. And, um, but like, it's, you know, that's just, I don't know, that's just me trying to say it's okay. If like, if you cannot pull up your own weight at the beginning, if you stick with it and you work at it, it'll come. Um, and like, that's something that you shouldn't, um, uh, 
you shouldn't use to deter yourself from trying out something you're interested in. Um, just like try it out, see how it goes, see how it feels. Um, because honestly, you might surprise yourself. Like you're probably stronger than you think you are. Um, it's like you're talking directly to me. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I am. Because <laughs> <laughs> that really has been my one my one hesitation is like I've always had my legs are very thin, but my legs have always been very strong. Yeah. And throughout most of the activity that I've done in my life, my like leg strength has really um, picked up the slack for my lack of upper body strength, like in basketball, cheer, like all that shit. Yeah. Um, and that's always kind of been my thing is like, well, I'm my upper body strength. Like I just, it, you know, it'll be really hard and that's yeah. my cop out. So hearing you <laughs> say that is – uh, what's the word I'm looking like it's like it's exciting like it's like motivating good. good yeah because it's like and it's you know I'm not I'm not gonna mince words here it's gonna be hard in the beginning um right. but you know it's you you can't get anywhere without putting in a little hard work um and that's just true of anything not you know literally just life you can't get anywhere without putting in a little bit of hard work um so it's yeah it you just yeah, just try it out. It's it's super fun. Um, and also, the other thing that people always ask, um, yeah, this is probably the other question that I always get is, you know, well, don't you ever fall? And people are really scared of falling, and I understand that falling can be scary, especially as you get older. It's like, you know, when I fall now, it's a lot scarier than it was ten years ago. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like, oh my god, am I gonna hurt myself? Did I sprain my ankle? Like. <laughs> you know it's a little bit different as you age um but there are I mean on there are people in their 50s who are taking these classes oh with God. me um I like and they're I mean it's really impressive I'm just like and you know they got into it maybe five years ago or something and I'm like damn like that is impressive <laughs> you are finding this so much later in life than I am and you are doing so well um so that's always really cool but yeah falling is like it can be scary, but to be perfectly honest, I don't actually think I have – I'm trying to think. I don't think I have ever just fallen. Um, I'm tr Maybe there was one time, maybe, but, like, I don't think I've ever actually just fallen, um, like, off of the apparatus and um, – the thing is, like your your body doesn't want to let you fall, so you're not right, going true. to be yeah. yeah you're not going to be like ten feet. You're not going to be like even five feet. You're not going to be five feet in the air, and you're just going to let go. Like your body does not want you to just let go. Um, so it's it's kind of interesting because um, people don't really get that. They're like, oh my god, aren't you just going to like fall off of it? It's like actually, uh, your body really has your back like it does not want you to just fall and let go it knows that that could result in potential injury um and also we have like huge crash mats underneath all of the apparatuses um so, so just in is, case yeah, just in case there is that cushioning and i have seen i have seen people fall out of things um but i've never i have not seen um anyone at least in my gym, get seriously injured or anything from a fall, which isn't to say that doesn't happen because absolutely it does. I am sure you've seen like horrific stories about like mishaps in Cirque du Soleil and things and like people falling from 50 feet to their death and like terrible, scary stuff like that. But like those are all, you know, those are in, like isolated incidents freak accidents and they're all um rigging it's all to do with rigging it doesn't have to do with your body and it's like at the gyms like this where they have so many new people coming in all the time like they they check their rigging diligently um and they're just like yeah there are so many good places that um host beginner classes in the city um in the various boroughs um and it's yeah like you're you're not going to just fall um, so yeah, it's like really, really just trust yourself, test it out, see how it goes. And that's my best advice is like, don't let, if, if it is something that you are interested in or in like, even just a little bit and you're like, I just want to try out one class because I think it looks really cool. 
even that, just do it. Just do it. It'll be fun. Or you'll find out like, oh, this really isn't for me. Um, but like the, the whole strength thing and being afraid of falling and everything, don't even think about that. That's not a problem with especially the beginner level classes. And it's, um, and if it ends up being something that you love, it's just like, it, it's so worth getting yourself to that first class because now you've got this whole world of possibilities opening up to you. I love that. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. When things open up again, I'm going to fucking be there. Hell yeah. And there are a couple I will actually, I'm just going to like say there are some of the uh, gyms that I definitely like would recommend. So I mean, obviously, Aerial Arts NYC, my my heart, my aerial home, love that place to high heavens. Um, it is the every single one of the instructors is so wonderful there. Um, and they're in, they're Manhattan based. And then we've also got Ohm Factory near Union Square, where they also do like, they do a lot of yoga stuff and they'll like do um, oh fun their ceilings. Yeah. So their ceilings are like a little bit lower, um, than aerial arts, but you can still get a whole lot accomplished there. And they do like some good, uh, big workshops and stuff and they're, they're fun there. Um, and then there's also body and pole, which I think probably more people have heard of. Um, and they are best, like if you want to do Lyra there, that's great because their ceilings are kind of low, um, or like a little bit lower. Um, but like Lyra is definitely like, they have a great space for Lyra. Um, silks, it's a little tricky there. Um, but they also have like wonderful pole classes. So, um, if you're interested in trying pole, that's I a am. Great yeah, I actually, yeah. I have never tried pole, so um, that's one that I have on my list still. Um, but yeah, they've got some great instructors there. Um, and that's, those are all in Manhattan. And then there's um, Streb in S-T-R-E-B in Williamsburg, and they've got a bunch of classes and a little flying trapeze set up also. Ooh. Um, yeah, so, and that's indoors. Um and that's, yeah, that's where I took my lessons in high school years ago, which is like, it's kind of crazy. Williamsburg has changed so much since then, <laughs> um, so much. And uh, yeah, so there's that one. And then there's, oh God, is the muse even still open? I like don't even know what has lasted at this point because I know there was um one space circus warehouse that was just unbelievable and that's basically where all of the professionals in the city would go to train and use the open workout spaces and they had these incredible lofty ceilings um and it was yeah that was an incredible space but they unfortunately closed during the pandemic but i actually one of my very favorite instructors and a good friend um laura haley uh not laura whitworth this is a different <laughs> laura <laughs> um she actually just opened up her own aerial gym in Queens. Um, I think it's in Bayside. I could College Point. Oh man, I have to look up exactly where it is. But she's out in Queens and she's doing a lovely job and they have a really, really nice brand new indoor space um, that they opened up like a month ago. Um, and they have been doing tons of classes and all of the apparatuses are like nicely distanced and everything. People are good about wearing masks. So like if you're really, really dying to try it out um, and if you have easy access to Queens and everything, I would definitely recommend her space. Um, it's called Aerial Haven. Um, and she is just lovely as can be. And her uh, partner in the business also actually, she's a belly dancer. So they also do belly dancing classes and stuff, which is really so cool. Much. Yeah, there's just like, I love all of the overlap between, um, you know, various types of performing, like lots of dance and burlesque and things. And it all like kind of melds with Ariel really nicely. Um, I want to get into burlesque so bad. I've been I have been very curious about that. I don't know. The closest Ugh. that I have gotten to burlesque was um I did one piece to Bad Romance. Yes. Yeah, and I wore <laughs> That was really funny. I actually um I got this nude bodysuit and I personally glued on I think it was something like yeah, 1400 
Swarovski crystal. <gasps> oh my god, you stoned the hell out of it. Oh. I stoned the hell out of it and had them concentrated in the crotch and on the nipples. Amazing. As it should be. <laughs> so, yeah, which felt very gaga. Um, <laughs> which was what I was going for. And it was hilarious. But like I'd say that is probably like the closest I've gotten to burlesque. And then in the slip my performance in the slipper room, like my boob came out of my leotard which was fine I wore pasties just in case but like <laughs> I don't know I've definitely been curious in bur- about burlesque too but have not actually uh performed burlesque only accidentally <laughs> that's actually a great segue all those recommendations because I'm gonna ask you to plug your social media whatever you want like a quick little commercial for you oh boy um plug for me I mean yeah my Instagram is just it's my last name Steinhorn S-T-E-I-N-H-O-R-N and those are both N as in Nancy um (laughs) yeah so it got you know gotta enunciate gotta be clear yeah not not an M N um yeah so Steinhorn 92 is my Instagram handle it is a private account and you're like anyone is welcome to follow me and I will accept gladly accept the following I just have it on private because I am a collegiate field hockey coach and um you know my my girls do not necessarily need to see my <laughs> crazy lady gaga outfit um, I feel that. <laughs> so yeah and you know I'm open like open to any followers or anything um but yeah, I post a whole bunch of stuff about um, my aerial acrobatics, about my cooking. Um, my new puppy is definitely featured on there. The cutest um, puppy ever, by the way. He is so darling. He sticks so his fluffy. Out at me sometimes, and it is the darn cutest thing and makes it so that I don't strangle him. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he's fantastic. Um, but yeah, that's my, that's my Instagram. I'm yeah. So you can take a look, check out any of those photos, videos. I have a bunch of aerial videos up there too. Um, and then I also, this is, you know, unrelated to aerial, but I also do lots of cooking classes. They're virtual and I've been doing a lot of that. Um, and actually been trying to figure out, I, I should probably create a social media account or something for those. Um, cause I've been getting a lot of requests lately and, been hosting a good number of classes and that's just been kind of that's been like a little side hustle passion project of mine um to keep cooking in my life in some way um I love that yeah which has been a lot of fun um but I mean I think that's all I've got to plug for myself I don't know I'm I'm an easygoing person I'm like "Ah, follow me if you want to it'll be fun we'll all have fun (laughs) exactly well thank you so 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 much talking to me today this was so fucking cool yeah thank you so much for having me on jess i really appreciate it thanks for thinking of me um always i can't (laughs) stop (laughs) Ah, shut up (laughs) no don't (laughs) you're like no no no, but but keep going yeah no but keep yeah but keep going (laughs) um well that's all i've got for you today so thank you again awesome thanks so much jess this is great